Welcome back to the Without Context podcast, uh, a podcast where there is no context. It is spooky month, so we will be covering spooky, scary topics all month. I'm miserable. Uh, today I am joined by Decavolti and Sharky Hat. I am, of course, Anxiety Lasagna, and we are going to talk about some spooky games, whether it is a spooky game that we've played ourselves, watched other people play, which is my experience uh but just spooky video games that kind of stuck with us or shaped our understanding of the genre i'm not gonna go first i'm gonna let sharky go first because i feel like he's the one with the most say on the subject so we'll start out strong Absolutely. only because i had a channel that played horror games for a good many years but um I think the first horror game I played that really like connected as a horror game for me was uh, Silent Hill 2 on PS2, which also has continued to be like top of every horror game list as like one of the best like horror games ever made. Uh, not for scares and stuff, but just for the story, the atmosphere, the themes covered in it, uh, everything like that. And then once I realized, like, oh, that's, you know, a horror game, but it's not like a crazy, like, jump scare horror game. It was like thinking I went back and played the first one and that one had just more like a general horror feel to it. And Resident Evil is always con considered to be like horror games, but they play definitely more like action at times, especially more recent entries. I think uh, seven and eight really just bring it back to like full blown horror. It's At least until seven's like, here's a shotgun. <laughs> so it's like, all right, I guess we're doing this. Blast so, again. <laughs> but um, over the last few years, I've definitely played more of like the indie horror stuff that has been uh, coming out. Uh, stuff that has been on engines like uh, Wolf RPG Maker. Uh, the kind of imported stuff from foreign developers like uh, Witch's House, Mad Father, uh, Maceo, like all these RPG maker style games that were done by, you know, one person or a small team that touch upon a bunch of different themes and all that. And they've been enjoyable, but I think overlapping with yours, Haley, <laughs> uh, Amnesia is Amnesia and Soma. Both from the same developers. They are vastly different games in what they explore, but Amnesia did like really say, like, oh, okay, this is a horror game. <laughs> like Oh my god. Because there were times I... it's like there are times where it's like nothing's even happening. It's just like you expect something to and like the music's going and it's like the location just the location and you're like, I don't know what's gonna happen here, and then nothing does. But you're just like back in your mind, you're like come on just hit me with the scare already so it i can stop really feeling this good. way it's really good at building suspense even if there's not like there isn't a payoff to it and i think that added to how why that game was so popular and just kind of like i don't know if it necessarily shifted the genre i i don't play spooky games that often but it it definitely and like I don't know if you played its other iterations where there was like amnesia machine for pigs and a machine just uh, machine for pigs I machine. haven't played and I haven't played the most recent one. Um, 
I know the most recent one, I think, kind of follows the first game to a degree. The second one's mm-hmm. kind of like its own thing. Or at least there's a Just... connection to one and three. So I know Justine was probably, I mean, obviously, like, Amnesia the Dark Descent was, like, the scariest thing that I've ever played myself. But Justine was also spooky because it was, like, the same sort of premise where, like, it's survival horror but the suitors in that game were really scary to me. And one of them yells at you and is really mean, and I didn't like that, but... (laughs) I do want to interject real quick. Uh, If you hear something coming from Haley's end, like a little chattering, it's... We determined that it's her, like, laptop doing something. Yeah, it's... It's it's just spooky month. It's just spooky month. It's just on brand. Yeah, but, um, I'm trying not to, like, touch anything, so hopefully it's not just, like, a weird rattle or something, but I'm not touching nothing. Yeah, it's, like, a weird rattle. I think it's just, uh, the laptop making some kind of noise. But yeah, Amnesia, mm-hmm. like, that game was great, and I know, like, there's a whole community of mods that make, like, their own stories and stuff in the engine that are really popular. I haven't played any of those, but... Amnesia definitely like ranks up there as one of the scarier games I've probably ever played. Yeah, it I I played it like my freshman year of college, like so fall 2010, because some of the guys I was friends with thought it would be funny when they realized like how much of a baby I am about scary stuff <laughs> to be like, oh my gosh, Haley, you should play Amnesia. And like I can play, I could probably play like a Resident Evil 7 or 8. And, like, I'd still have a terrible time, but the fact that you could fight back is really lucrative to me. But in that game, like, your only option is to run away and hide, which is a little too real for me. Like, that's what made, like, Outlast stuff so scary for me, because that one still was, like, the only thing you can do is hide. Yeah. And, um... It fits this... Ne- this uh this little niche of games where it's like we can make a really good atmospheric horror game without being overly jump scary without having to rely like on a fallback of like action and stuff like that and um yeah and it's it's a decently lengthy game i think like a full playthrough is like four hours or so so it's mm-hmm. like it's not like a bunch of like newer horror games where you get like an hour or two hours of playtime and like some cheap scares and stuff like that. Like a lot of people are like throwing up on Steam pretty much every day, like, oh, here's a new horror game, but you played it, it's like an hour and a half length. Just because most of the time it's padded out by just walking around trying to yeah. figure out where to go. I also like that in that game there was like objectives and like a story that sort of wove it all together. So like by the end, which like spoilers for Amnesia the Dark Descent, a game that is probably over 10 years old, when you defeat the guy at the end, like it's satisfying. And if you get like, I think it has like bad endings and good endings, if I remember right. But I'm getting not the ending. Sure. I don't remember, but um I do I do remember the end. It's like you have to do like a, I don't remember what you have to do at the end to beat the guy. I, I can't even remember like. You have to like run around the room as he's like doing stuff and like summoning the like tongue guys, you know? 
the yeah. like loose jaw potato sack looking oogie boogie dude yeah. <laughs> and you have to like turn off or turn on these machines and it like sucks him into another dimension because like that was his whole thing is he's trying to get back to whatever dimension he's from and you just kind of i don't know if you let him it's been a hot minute since i've played that game because Super Weenie Hut Jr. is over here. <laughs> Doesn't like scary games. I want to see you like live stream with just playing spooky games and just ah! every time. Um, <laughs> uh, good segue into that because I did do that with. We can talk about her playing Phasmophobia without Phasmophobia <laughs> with Skybreaker. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, Phasmophobia is like a ghost hunting simulator game. Um. I think what was the scariest part for me was for the first like 45 minutes that I was playing with them, I didn't have my like settings correctly because like the graphics were too strong for my like academic laptop that I used to play it <laughs> on. And so I couldn't see anything. I was like clipping into walls. I was like super laggy. So I just died every round, which is like a very scary experience. But I enjoyed dying because when i knew it was happening i could just like take my headphones off and not hear the spooky sounds anymore and then you get to like be in ghost chat and i could just like pull myself back together and just like <laughs> until yeah that game is so scary because you can have like different size maps and stuff and for me the school was really freaky because it was so big and you could get separated from your people, which is when like the ghosts come and get you. Uh, I hated when <laughs> I hated when there was this one ghost, uh, when it hunts, it like turns off, like you can't use any of your technology or like your radio to your friends. But Sky was outside the house by the window where I was hiding, was just like trying to distract the ghost away from me. But the ghost was like one of the like, sing song humming types so no. i'm gonna set a scene for you it's Boys. pitch black you're playing phasmophobia it's pitch mm -hmm. black in the game you're cuddled in a corner and all of a sudden you just hear like this woman humming like a nursery rhyme and i'm sitting there like in real life just like powering in real life like not looking at my computer screen i'm hearing alvin like screaming outside of the window and then <laughs> it kills me but i was just like i'm having a terrible time <laughs> like you can't fight back unless you have like the right repelling agent for whatever ghost you're hunting and like ghosts are the one thing in life that I don't want to say isn't real, because, like, what if it is and they're offended and they come and get me or something, but... Your ass for being... For, how dare you be wrong? And, no, it's... I just... Spooky haunted stuff is so much scarier to me than, like, gore or, like, oh, there's a killer on the loose. And I'm like, I'm a woman in America. That's just a normal Tuesday for me, dog. I'm a person like of color. That's a regular Tuesday for me. Yeah, it's a regular Tuesday. Um, but the spooky, like haunted house sort of stuff, or like you gotta get this ghost out of a house, like that stuff. I don't know what it is that just freaks me out so badly about it. Which I think was what was so scary about Amnesia because you start off in a creepy house and you're just walking around, and then it's like, oh, here's this monster thing, and phasmophobia is like, 
you're in a house and there's a ghost in it and it's trying to kill you and nope. So uh, while I enjoyed uh, getting to hang out with Sky on his stream on Twitch, Twitch TV, Twitch.tv slash Skybreaker. It'll be in the, uh, it'll be in the, it'll be in the bottom. <laughs> uh, I don't think I could do that on a regular basis without uh, drastically shortening my own lifespan and <laughs> having to go to grippy sock vacation. Oh, that's great. Yeah, phasmophobia is, is fun, but it sucks. Oh, it sucks. <laughs> it's fun until it's not. It's, like it's, it's not. It's all fun and games. And you're like walking through, being like Martin Stevens. Do you want G fuel? And then it until Martin <laughs> Stevens kills you. Martin Stevens just shoves a thing of G fuel down your throat, and then you die. The it's best part like... is whenever the ghost name's Karen. So you'd be like, Karen, I would like to speak to your manager. <laughs> and then she just kills there. you. So do you want some G fuel? It's like, oh yes, it's the first ever gaming ghost. <laughs> the gaming. Well. Well, what happened was uh, they were in a game before, like, while my game was downloading. So he was on with his friend, uh, Brent, and they were in someone's house. And he's like, nice gaming setup. And I'm in the Twitch chat being like, ask if they want G Fuel. And when they asked if he wanted G Fuel, the ghost started hunting. And they're like, he wants the G Fuel. <laughs> That's awesome. No G Fuel in the afterlife, yeah. apparently. <laughs> I think you uh, might have those on a uh, past broadcast and VODs too, so you might be able to see Haley's. Slip Haley reactions to it. I'm not helpful at all. Like I'm like before the like hardcore gamers go in there, like it was probably like three quarters of the way through me playing with them before I got my graphics settings like lousy enough until I could actually see and contribute to the hunt because like i watch twitch streamers play it all the time so i was like i know how to play i know the strats or whatever you kind of all that went out the window as soon as i heard like a footstep or like a (laughs) and then i was like i'm out i'm leaving bye y'all could die i'm out deuces (laughs) no that game that game is spooky and it sucks (laughs) well deca what do you what do you have for us uh i am once again showing my whole ass age um (laughs) you're gonna be like once again i'm showing my whole ass i'm like not on youtube you're not (laughs) tos tos in uh in 1995 uh in april there was a there was a game that was originally made for the 3do um those of you who don't know what a 3do is imagine a sega genesis which is like a square like regular console you get to slap another console on top of it bro this is like the second time you've brought in like c-tier consoles into our conversations <laughs> jeez don't have to go after him so hard Sharky. <laughs> it's like when i was playing my jaguar when i was playing my 3do and i'm like bro why you have like the c-tier of consoles <laughs> i was four what do you want uh, uh, that's fair i did grow up in a white family did you have a so... Philips cdi like... <laughs> no uh that was much too old for me uh, no, actually, what I am talking about is the Sega Saturn version of the game. Before you hit on whatever I was saying, Sharky. <laughs> um, uh, this game is simply in, in in America. It's just called D. Was it? Uh, in Japan, it's called Dino uh, Shikutaku or D's Diner. It is more of an interactive movie type of type of game where you can It's like mystery. You like move around and do puzzles and stuff. Uh, the concept is uh, 
so before we get into like the the story of it, like there is um there's a funny development story that I wanted to make. Uh, this this game is D. made. It's just called D. Okay. Um, uh, it it was developed by Warp, uh, published by Panasonic and Acclaim. Uh, the director for this game is called Kenji Eno, and uh, Eno, and uh, development was about a year, and uh, Eno or Eno was uh, it's probably like Eno anyway, um, was afraid that because he had some scenes that were like. In 1996, like groundbreaking horror, like people eating other people, um, and uh, he was afraid that the censors would would uh, like poo poo the game or not or like try to like very heavily uh, criticize it. So what he did is he made a cleaner version of the game, sent it to the censors, and then published the other game. <laughs> So D is uh, you play as a char- uh, character named Laura, uh, Laura Harris. Um, Laura Harris has learned that her father, a well-respected doctor, has gone on a murdering spree in a hospital uh, and has barricaded himself within it. Um, upon entering the hospital, uh, she gets... Um, she gets kind of, she's like, sees all the dead bodies and she's like kind of grief stricken. She has her hands like this, um, with her hands covering her eyes and like kind of grief stricken. Like you, you would be knowing that your father's a mass murderer. When she moves her hands from her eyes, she's in a different place. She's in like a demiplane of sorts. And as, as she's looking around, there's a voice forceless that just goes, Laura. Laura. And uh you look around and you see like this uh distortion in the in the air that lightly resembles a head. And it's her father telling her that she needs to leave immediately or he will turn it to uh before he becomes this unhinged murderer. This is his last bit of sanity telling her to leave before he kills her. See, so, of course, you don't. See, that's the difference. That's why I feel like horror games don't appeal to me. If I walked into a hospital where my dad murked several hundred <laughs> people and then I went to a demi plane where he was like, get out of the hospital, Haley, I'd be like, sucks, sucks <laughs> other denizens of this hospital. Later! <laughs> and then there's so, the rules credits. Like, that's why you'd survive a horror movie. <laughs> So this game is unique because it it uses a real lifetime. You have two hours of real lifetime. And uh, if you do not complete what you need to do within those two hours, uh, you are just trapped in there. You're trapped a in demiplane of, and eventually your father kills you. A lot of old games did that they kind of put things into like a timer equivalent to real life so you would get more play time out of it because like if you fail the first time you start like knowing what to do and steps and everything to kind of maximize it so they're like we're gonna we're gonna artificially limit you to keep you playing this game until you figure it out 
So, so uh, one of the other things that was super unique about this game is there, this game is it's probably not one of the it's not like the first game to have alternate endings, but there are there's a one pivotal moment in the game where um, so spoilers for D a game that certainly a lot of people played. Um, <laughs> as it turns out, uh, your father eventually reveals to you that you are uh, descended from a line of literal vampires going all the way to Dracula. Hot. Um, Hot. <laughs> and at, and there's a pivotal moment in the game where your father is, well, not your father, is like in this, there's a long corridor and I think he's butt next to a mirror or some shit. Um, I remember this because I played this game. Um, and you have two options. You can shoot him with a revolver you just happen to find somewhere in, the, in, the, in this uh, castle place. As you or, or you can walk up to him. And if you walk up to him, he will kill you and complete his transformation. But if you shoot him, uh, Laura kind of cradles his body. And as, as, he, as she does, like the, the rest of the scene goes back into a, into a hospital around oh. him. And then so, that's, that's the ending. It seems like when you, when you talked about the like, artificial time thing, my brain was like, D walked so as the Ocarina of Time could run. <laughs> Is that one you I had hate, like a I, time limit? I, I, I hate I the hate, way Majora's Mask I, did it though. It's like I hate that analogy, but I think you might be right. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, which one has the timer? Is it Ocarina or Majora's, Majora? I think Majora's, Majora's okay. Mask. It had I, the, uh, I, the day I countdown. Games. Yeah, I never played the so, 64 Zeldas. This game actually was extremely well received everywhere, everywhere it was. It was one of the best 3DO games of all time. It was probably the best. According to some reviewers, like Game Informer, one of the best FMV games you will ever play. Just because of how I mean, spooky it is. 96, I mean, that was definitely like late in the FMV game, like mm-hmm. lifetime. So it had years of seeing what other people did. So. Could someone think tell me Ed- what FMV means? I'm sorry? What does FMV mean? Uh, full, uh, full motion, motion video. video. I don't know what it is. I was four in 1996. (laughs) There's a. I was not much older. There are two ways that it went about. One was using actual, like, real people recorded footage and, like, slapping it into the game as, like, the cutscenes. Oh, like that one Zelda CDI Um, game. It was also an early. I think it was, like, the early name for, like, full rendered, like, CGI characters, like, being slapped in, like, the video itself is not in the engine. It's actually just a thing that plays uh, when it gets to like a cutscene. That's that's how this game plays. The latter the latter one is how this plays. Yeah, I was uh, looking at a, the graphics uh, look like shit. No, no, it, it looks no. bad. Laura looks, looks like Michael real Jackson. bad. Laura looks like it's Michael like... Jackson in the image that I saw. <laughs> <laughs> so. My my other thought I had as you were telling the story of this game when you were like spoilers, they're descended from Dracula, and I was like, become the monster fucker you always want it to be. <laughs> you can't fuck the monster. Become the monster. I'm gonna check. Actually, it's just wild that you just find a revolver somewhere and then you're like, do I shoot him or not? Like obviously, oh, you no shoot questions him. asked. Yeah, I'm no actually going to check because be I like, wonder. Hello, if this is... blah, blah. 
wonder if this is in the same series as the other game I'm thinking of. I don't think it is, but... Uh, so this publisher or this developer makes... He did a... It's D2 from the Dreamcast. Yes. It's the same yep. same guy, and I think this might be a sequel. I, yep. So... I think I don't. Um, I can't remember if this Laura is the same Laura. I think that person just fucking uses Laura as the name. I think the publisher or the developer just uses Laura as the name. Laura. It stars the digital actress Laura, but has an independent story. They were yes. using VTubers before VTubers were a yep. concept. Yep. <laughs> D two walked so VTubers could run. It's like we're using the digital actress, and I was like. Technically, this they were trying to go for a Miku thing where they're like, we're going to make a celebrity that's just a game character and we're going to yeah. use her in different stuff as like starring this character. And it's like, mm-hmm. I blame these guys for what we I have blame now. These guys VTubers. <laughs> Shout out to my homie Cato Napo, one of my favorite VTubers. Anyway, that's fair. I love Gura. So, uh, uh, yeah, so that's that's D. You're. You have two hours, and you run around, and you solve puzzles, find a gun, and shoot your father. <laughs> Look at uh, this guy, unfortunately, passed away in uh, 2013, it looks like. KG, mm. you know? Oh my god, I thought you said Sky passed away. I was like, what the yeah. hell? But this guy. KG, you know? Yeah. Unfortunately, he was only 42. Like, he missed, like, the golden age of, like, the horror resurgence we've been getting. So. You know. Did either of you guys play i don't know if it counts as horror i thought it was scary inside yeah where you play as like the I've little seen, boy trying to escape i've seen videos of it it's uh the same guys that did limbo and it's yes, like the limbo uh, is spooky too it's like that weird black and white style horror like side scroll kind of game it's it for me and i feel like this this trait about myself extends into a lot of media that I consume. I don't like when kids are in trouble and having to do things that are like beyond what we should ask of children. So like this little boy is like, I don't know, like he's escaping some kind of facility and there's like adults and dogs and monsters and everything after him. Uh, And it doesn't even have a good ending for him. Like spoilers for inside, but he ends up like a giant meat, like a flesh ball with that's a bunch what of other I, people's bodies. That's what I remember. Uh, yeah, it's like he falls into something and he comes out as like a, a big like blob mass. As the game grub said, uh, he becomes a strong, independent nutsack who don't need no <laughs> balls. <laughs> that's, did, did any of you? Did I? Uh, I'm, I'm assuming Haley didn't. But Sharky, did you play Galarians for the PlayStation? Galarians? No, I haven't. I, I know the title, but I haven't played the game. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I'll be like, oh yeah, I've definitely seen that when I look up the... I've seen yeah, that cover art. art. I've yeah. seen that cover art. I just, I've never played this game. It's, think of it like, think of it as Resident Evil, but with psychic powers. It's a cool concept. It probably yes. failed horribly. Yeah, I got it. No, it was, it was quite interesting when I played it. It's not a. I remember. I remember like bits, of clips, and phrases of like the FM. Uh, the, the yeah, the, I guess the FMD sequences where they're just like stuck. He's like stuck in a tube or whatever, and like getting told. Like you mentioning that this kid was in a tube reminded me of this game. 
is I just remember him being like experimented on and he just like fucking sets the person on fire. This was definitely uh, this was definitely one of the games that's like we're going to take that Resident Evil formula and try to play around with it. This was 99. So, yeah, this was after at least Resident Evil 2, I think after RE2. Yeah. Oh, man. 1999 was when I was getting scared to do the uh, boo themed level in Mario 64. Yeah, this came out right before Resident Evil 3 did. So. Mm-hmm. It was it was an interesting game. Uh, I just thought I'd bring that up as well. Uh, just because uh, I'm just gonna keep showing my age in these in these in these video game ones, so I'm just gonna keep doing that. Well, I'm gonna. I mean, yeah. let's take it well, back. Sure, to, I started with Silent Hill 2 and then completely like moved on from the uh, <laughs> from it. Yeah. But I want to go touch uh, on that a little bit again because I think the real horror from that game comes from the themes that it explores. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody knows Pyramid Head as an enemy. Uh, even if Dead by Daylight, I think has him now too. So like, it just shows. Daddy, his... sorry, Daddy, sorry, Daddy, <laughs> sorry. But it's like the th- I was fuck that game was what 2000, 2004? It Says two thousand and one. I just looked it up. I'm trying to. So yeah, it. I was like contributing. By the time I got to play it, I was just in my teens, probably like thirteen, fourteen. By the time because I didn't play it when it just came out, I never even heard of it. But uh, the themes of like loss and grief and like lying to yourself and like your wants and needs being used against you, creating these creatures, because that's what Silent Hill does. It, it's a it's a purgatory of sorts that takes your uh, like takes your emotions and your fears and turns them against you. Which is why later games don't make sense when there's like the same monsters, because it's like, no, those are specific to James. It should have been new monsters for these characters. Because like the sexy nurses, like the nurse monsters, that's James's like sexual need because his wife's not there anymore. And it's like that's and that's the whole thing. The whole thing is this man's grief is being turned against him. But it's it's Mm -hmm. like the scene that like just really stuck. It's like is James really a good person is when pyramid head first shows up and is very obviously like sexually assaulting another monster. And that's supposed to represent his like masculinity and stuff. So I was like finishing up that game. I'm like, I don't think James is a good guy. Like underneath it all. Like I know he's hurting and stuff, but I think like that's really like making him feel certain ways. And I was and 14, like, your was like, well, that's messed up. <laughs> so. It's a little fucked up. But, uh, I just really liked that, like, concept of Silent Hill, where it's like, this place is a purgatory, and you're going to face, like, everything you're either trying to deny or everything that you're feeling in one form or another, whether it be a uh, place or creatures or something like that. It's. It's interesting now that you've talked about Silent Hill 2, because I watched the Game Grumps playthrough of Shattered Memories, and it's still that, like, it's a purgatory, and, like, it's you start off, like, in a psychiatrist's office, and you have to say, like, what the ink blots look like, and it ends up being that, like, the character's dead, and he's dealing with, like, the fact that he wasn't there for his daughter, or, like, hasn't figured out that he's dead yet, and it, like, the 
it was scary because that's like the jump scares of like the monsters and like the escape sequences but like just that overall feeling of like limbo and dread and like something isn't right here and now knowing that it's like a purgatory of sorts i was like oh that game makes so much more sense now it's silent this place it kind of yeah it kind of threw it to it kind of threw to the side a little bit in the later games where they're like oh this is just a cursed town there's a cult involved that was worshiping like some crazy god Mm -hmm. and i was like no just keep it like an afterlife (laughs) kind of setting like because i feel like it loses so much if you just kind of it was definitely a money normalize it like you kind of like give it a reason it starts to lose that like unsettlingness to it because you're like oh this is the curse on the town it's not anything major anymore well think about like back in the early 2000s and stuff it was the gaming landscape i feel was different like i don't think triple a games were a thing back then like i knew of nintendo and like that was it and of course there was like a few franchises but like horror games i feel were still probably in their infancy so they were able to like have a lot more nuance to them where now it's like oh you gotta have the gore you gotta have the psycho you gotta have the cursed town the cult or whatever uh just because like that's what everybody expects and they're not here for the nuance they're here for whatever's the next big game that's going to get them the most clicks on whatever video they're posting yeah and i mean this game has so much going for it it's still considered to be one of the best video games of all time not even just one of the best like horror games and it's definitely a key example according it's definitely an example of games as an art form rather than just games as like an entertainment and like i have the wikipedia open here just kind of go to this section to touch on pyramid head a little more um scrolling some of the more apparent themes that appear throughout the narrative include grief guilt and punishments seen during the game is james's guilty consciousness manifesting in the form of the enemies the player engage with the puzzles that they must solve to proceed as well as the symbolism within them a primary example is Pyramid Head, a tall, masculine, faceless humanoid figure whose head is concealed by a large pyramid-shaped helmet made of rusted iron. It also wields a large blade titled the Great Knife, which is heaves across the floor in almost all player encounters. Its design not only serves to psychically or psychologically frighten the player, as the sharp edges of the triangle head are intended to suggest a possibility of pain, as explained by uh, Yasuhiro Ito, who I think is the director but i think he might have another role uh is also emblematic of the many themes related to the narrative as it represents the guilt that james experienced the retribution he seeks for his actions and the sexual frustration that he felt while his late wife mary was terminally ill because the whole thing is if i remember this game if i remember the plot correctly you're looking for your wife in Mm -hmm. silent hill and then at the end it slaps you in the face that she's been dead the whole time and like james just hasn't been able to confront that he hasn't been able to process it. Yeah, so that's why it's like the nurses, like the like pyramid head, like all the stuff is all a part of his psyche in this place, which definitely the later games lost that because they're like, yeah. oh, it's the same monster, and it's like, but that represents James's issue. That doesn't represent this character's issue. But it's like, a marketable monster, and we can just throw it in and there. It, and that's the thing. It's like the moment I think Konami gave it to another company. I think Silent Hill 1, 2, and 3 were made by Konami's like in-company team. And then 
the room silent hill 4 i think that's the same one and like all the later ones were given to an american company mm. so it definitely <laughs> that explains it definitely it. it definitely took on a more like americanized horror rather than like that deliciously sweet psych psyche based japanese horror <laughs> yeah i i also really quick wanted to add and not to silent hill but to be um there's a plot point that I, I completely missed because I, I had to read back up on it, but I do remember it now that I've seen it. Um, you get flashbacks to being with your mother, who you learn is deceased. Uh, and it turns out you, Laura, killed your mother and ate her. I did see cannibalism in the description. and I was wondering when that was going to come in. Um, and, <laughs> and, uh, and you've just been... Uh, your, your father, the doctor, repressed your memories... Of it. Is it bad that the first thing I thought of when you said that was that line from the new Bo Burnham special? Here's a healthy breakfast option. You should kill your mom. If I if I had if I had something like that back then, I might have had been able to like actually start playing this game. I have I have I've watched my mother beat this game, but I have not beaten this game myself. That's oh, how I, I know there's two endings. Game in my life. I watch other people play it so I can pause it, walk away, like scream into a pillow. <laughs> but, uh, <sighs> Does anyone else have anything more to say about spoopy games? I don't want to. Wait, sorry. We still got some time. So. Yeah. I, okay. Uh, as, a, as a person who's played like a lot of horror games uh, in their life from you know, early teens to still like nowadays, it's really cool seeing like the ups and downs of horror, especially when you get to like a set a world of like online gaming where people don't seem to focus more on, you know, the standalone stories. It's kind of making it that replayability kind of stuff. Uh, every gaming generation, we seem to get like that one horror game that really sticks. And Dead Space was like the most recent one I can think of where Dead Space one. It's like, hey, we're going to take all of the best concepts from Alien, like the first Alien, where it's just a claustrophobic, like pure horror game, and make it great. And that game still messes with me every time I replay it. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, number two, let's take the best things from Aliens and make it horror, but with way more action. <laughs> so we're going to give you a bunch of other stuff to do. And then they're like, three, and they slap you in the face with, here's online co-op. So it's like, okay, so you went Metal full like, so you went full Alien Three with this one. <laughs> so. Metal Gear Solid. That's exactly what happened. Like the first three, you get like this progressively weird experience. One of them in the prequel, and then the fourth one, online co-op. Yeah, and uh, it gets me is like they're remaking Dead Space. They have another uh, EA has another company working on it, oh. not the original yeah. guys. And they had put out like a little preview video of like the dismemberment system because that's what uh, Dead Space 1 was based on. You had to shoot the limbs off of the creatures to kill them. You couldn't just like unload bullets into them. You had to like take off a leg or an arm or something. So it was like, hey guys, look, we're doing that dismemberment system thing like the first game. It's like, okay, but are you going to understand the nuances of like the plot and the horror? Nope. Or are you just going to give us like an action game? So that's... That's kind of what I'm salty about with this. It's like, we're going to kill the studio that made Dead Space, and then we're going to reboot Dead Space. 
Yep. It's like typical EA. Okay. Corporations are not your friend. Yeah, so I, it's just like God damn it. You guys could just cut like, the On the topic of like generational defining horror games, I think it'd be remiss not to mention PT. Yeah. PT. PT. Okay. It was a that it's... came out of nowhere and it was the scariest thing I've ever watched. And honestly. then Konami fucked it up. And then Konami <laughs> fucked it. So Konami said, nope, not in this. I don't know. I don't know if everyone's familiar, but PT, I think came out in like 2016. I think it was a playable trailer. T, um, where you just were stuck in this loop and increasingly spooky things happened. There's a bunch of Easter eggs and stuff. Someone hacked into the code and realized that the ghost of your dead wife or whatever was following you the whole Constantly time. Following you, you. Can't, yeah. you can't turn around and see it. But it was so like disturbing. Like the sense of just dread and unease by like the constant loop that anytime it changed, it was almost worse than when it didn't change. And I remember being so freaked out by that game. And uh, like to this day, I like I'll rewatch the game like during spooky month, I'll rewatch like someone play PT because like it's off the store and finding consoles with it downloaded is like gonna cost you a couple grand on ebay yeah but it was it was a trailer for silent hills a canceled game uh that turned into freaking death stranding which sucked no it uh, was so lame no what happened was kojima kojima was working with konami to make silent hills he was like Mm -hmm. hey i'm gonna we're gonna kind of reboot the game series I'm bringing in my best bud in the world, Norman Reedus. Norman! Kojima and Norman Reedus are like best friends if you look at his Twitter at like any point of the week. <laughs> He's constantly tweeting about Norman Reedus and Mads Mackelson. <laughs> like, but uh, it's like, yeah, we're gonna. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna make the Sun Hill games. It's gonna have Norman Reedus. I have Del Toro working with me to make the story. The creatures are gonna be designed by Junji Ito, who's like a great uh japanese like horror manga author he makes like really fucked up like creature designs so i was like cool we got like a sweet trifecta here and then konami's like fire kojima shut the project down best i can do is a pachinko machine the best i can do is a pachinko machine and it 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 was such a bizarre business decision because that pt was like the most popular game of that year when it came out and it wasn't even a full game it was like an hour hour and a half demo yeah and it's still one of the scariest games of all time like the mechanics were great the things you had to do were like carving the eyeball out of the picture was really gross the jelly bean baby in the sink hated it had a terrible freaking time but this didn't become death stranding after kojima got released he started his own studio and sony's like that guy's free now Go pick him up and give him all the money. <laughs> and they did. They were like, we're going to let you make whatever game you want. And he's like, I still have Norman Reedus here. So we're going to make, we'll make this, walking uh, the game. Yeah, we'll make Amazon Delivery Boy the game. Amazon Delivery Boy. And then it's like oh in typical Metal Gear Solid slash Kojima fashion. It's like, you're not just a delivery boy. You got to fight God. <laughs> so, you got to fight God. God. Something everyone always praises Hideo Kojima for being like this 
this visionary, this brilliant person. In many ways, he is. But he needs that one person to be like, no, that's stupid. Stop that. Kojima? He didn't Kojima? Have I like the guy. idea. I like the idea. You're out of 12. Let's bring it at least down to an 11. <laughs> like, bring it down to, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, he, needs that, he, needs that, he needs that filter. But, uh, there were, I, from, I feel like that game was destined to kind of flop because everyone was anti- like there was so much anticipation for it after PT and they're like oh like he's finally free of whatever the restrictions that Konami was doing or whatever but and then we got he, Death Stranding and everyone was like I hate it he was trying to do what he did with Metal Gear the first, the original Metal Gear that was on uh, the MSX computer system and the original Nintendo where that Metal Gear Solid game was classified as like an action game because the stealth genre didn't exist at the time. He created the stealth genre with that game. So he was trying to create like a whole new genre of game with this one. And I mean, it's still getting it's still getting like people are still playing it. People are still like, you know, praising it. Like I didn't get around to playing it. But it's like, it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, maybe five or six years will tell if this is one of his, like, you know, great games or if this is like one of the flops. Because I know he's still trying to work with Del Toro to make a game that's basically going to be Silent Hills, but he can't use the title Silent Hills. So I think they still want to make a game together. Quiet Mountains. (laughs) Quiet Mountains. Yep. There you go. But, uh, the hills have wait, never mind. But yeah, so it's the hills like, have grass. I do watch the PT playthrough from Game Grumps every now it's and then because so I love I love dead. Dan's es- Dan's escalating like panic is always funny to me. He's like, okay, you know, I, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I have never related to another person who like parasocial relationship wise than I do <laughs> to Dan in the PT trailer game. Like I, that is the worst. Like they were, he's like, we were just playing Mario Sunshine and having a delightful time. Why did we stop? (laughs) They, uh, the the Silent Hill Shattered Memories playthrough has one of my favorite Dan moments where he's just like, PewDiePie Markiplier, why do you do this to yourself? (laughs) Like when he's getting freaked out. Like that's the one moment from that playthrough that I remember because He's like genuinely like angry at the two of them when he asks it. <laughs> so I, it's just I like... asked that of like like I don't watch like I didn't watch Jack play through Resi Eight like I didn't watch Markiplier play every Five Nights at Freddy's like. <laughs> yeah, so <sighs> a little bit of a trivia here, kind of taking it back to everything we've talked about uh, today. Uh, the game uh pt after uh it was described as like one of the best horror games but when silent hills was canceled and that was removed uh the number one slot went back to amnesia so it's like well i feel like a connoisseur of the horror genre since i have played maybe 15 minutes of amnesia before (laughs) i started to literally cry i uh what was it when I started off saying, like, I was playing, like, the RPG Maker horror games, which are probably a good place to start if you don't like horror, because it's much less, like, classic, like, Nintendo graphics rather than, like, the full, like, 
3D stuff art. that you'll see. It's pixel art. And there are some like legitimate scares, but it's a lot more like story and puzzle based. Where it's like it's you'll get the horror. Yeah, you'll get the ending by playing through the game, but you'll get the real ending if you take the time to like find collectibles in the game. Kind of thing. And you uh see, I just I'm so scared of everything in real life that when I play a video game, the last thing I want to be is scared. <laughs> I I give people so many props for playing horror games. But for me, it's like, Haley, do you want to like slice out your own toenails or play 15 minutes of Outlast 2? And I'd be like, I guess I got to say bye to my toenails. <laughs> I played Outlast uh, on my channel and it was definitely like the time that i played it it was definitely like oh okay they're kind of bringing back like a good like classic horror game then i was like does it really need this many dicks like swinging around like there are so many like there are so many like just pantless guys running around this game <laughs> and then the second one is even weirder because it's like the 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 cult one with father father gabriel or father abraham yeah it was like it was like crazy like cults and i don't think it got a resolution no i think you just i think you just die or something stupid i don't know but also, are, are we go ahead Decca. death stranding has a person named die hard man yeah, yeah. and it's uh, stupid yeah. Yeah, but There's they're like all legitimate that. actors too. Like they're all like yeah, they're all legitimate actors, and they're he all even has his bro Tom names. He even has his bro Del Toro in there. <laughs> like, I think he's Die Hard Man. No, uh, he's Dead Man Toro, or something like that. I know Toro has a silly name, Guillermo yeah, Del Toro. Uh, yeah, Dead Man. <laughs> dead Man. Yeah, see. Same thing, same Dumb. exact thing. But are we yeah. are we good on the spooky games? <laughs> are we good? Do we have anything else we want to add? Just the final thing. Uh, the weirdest thing to me for Death Stranding was the character Heartman because it's Nicholas Winding uh, Raffin, who's a director. He directed Drive, so that's where I knew him from. And I was like, "The hell are you doing in a video game?" <laughs> like, I was like, "No, get get out of here." But uh. <sighs> Well, yeah, it's just like, I, I'm, I'm sufficiently just, spooked. I'm sufficiently, sufficiently spooked, spooked for the day. I, I'm sufficiently spooked. I'm now uh, going to turn it over to our viewers. Uh, what's your favorite horror game? Let us know in the comments. Uh, I'm excited to see what sort of twisted, demented shit you guys play. And promptly not play it. <laughs> uh, you can find more info about us your hosts in the description box below if you're on youtube if you're on spotify head on over to our youtube channel to get all that info uh i'm joined by decavolti and sharky hat i am anxiety lasagna it's been a pleasure hanging out with you guys and we'll see you next week bye yep. see you guys